This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 210 of The Real Word. Word is up. Oh, yeah. I don't. What I happened need some there, chapstick Nicole? or something. It's winter oh. here. It's all, they're yeah. all chapped up. It gets dry in where you are. It gets all very right. dry. We've got a two and a half hour talk that Gary Keller delivered at the family reunion that we've, we've got to dive into a little bit. Uh, we've got a Wall Street Journal article about the real estate stocks. Uh, you know I love to talk about Zillow stock, but uh, there's some interesting takes there. And then we have, I I would say, the all-time show that I've ever seen on real estate wow. for the market all time? Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. I was laughing. And you hate the show. I don't like the show at all. This, this was the most I've ever watched of the show. We'll get into that at the Marketeer, but let's start with Gary Keller. Gary Keller calls 2022 uncharted territory in his family reunion speech when referring to the real estate market. Let me frame this one up here, Nicole. Yeah, please do. I will tell you for 44 years, every year always seemed, except for the Great Recession, always seemed like a great number two. It always seemed bigger than it should be, is what Keller said, referring to previous record for home sales and annual home price appreciation. But the last two years have been the most remarkable appreciation period ever since the National Association of Realtors started tracking it. He's never seen anything like this before. Obviously, Gary Keller has, you know, I would say the most experience, if not, you know, very close to the most experience in residential real estate of any bro. I mean, you've got Bill Ravis, 40, you know, a couple of years more than well, look Gary at you, Keller. Bill in there, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got some of these, these iconic brokers that you know have been doing this close to 50 years there's only right. a handful of them gary keller being one of them so here's what here's what we want to comment gary and the, he talks about a number of different things in this article we'll link it up it's an inman article he asked the question are you in a bubble mm -hmm. no probably not not today are you beginning to blow a bubble yeah probably mm -hmm. nicole are we in a bubble or are we starting to blow a bubble. Look at it. I mean, I love gum. You know how much I love gum. Yeah, not not that kind of bubble. <laughs> not bubblicious. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been talking about this for weeks. I mean, I I don't think that we're in a bubble. And, and again, I I mean, we always we always go back to 2008 and obviously the 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 the, the reasons that that happened are for no reasons that are happening now. I mean, that was all obviously mortgage related, but I'm I, 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 but I also do understand what he's saying. Like the real estate market's always worked in cycles, for sure. I mean, obviously, as inventory starts to shift, and he's claiming that buyers are going to start pulling out. I mean, there's obviously going to be a change. There needs to be a change. I mean, we all know that the market cannot continue at this pace. Um, but would I call it a bubble? I don't know that I would call it a bubble. You would call yeah, it a he, bubble. He makes it clear that there is a downturn ahead. Obviously you know, 20 plus percent appreciation year over year yeah. is not going to continue. He's no. always seen a downturn in his, you know, four decades plus of running a brokerage or being in residential real estate. I don't know if he's owned, uh, run a brokerage that entire time, but you, you get the gist here that there's always a downturn following these high peak markets. 
But it doesn't necessarily, to your point, mean that we are in a bubble today. Gary Keller doesn't think we are, but he thinks we're probably blowing a bubble. And I would agree with him on that last part. I think this will pop because it is going to get a little bubblicious at some point. You know, there are some people that believe we're not entering a bubble stage and it doesn't look like there's a bubble in the future. And then there's other people, obviously, that that think we're in a full-fledged bubble. Full-fledged, um, yeah. I, I think we're starting to to blow a bubble for sure. There's some Wall Street Journal numbers that we're going to talk about here in, in just a little bit that seem a little bubblicious to me. But yeah, I, I'd agree with him. We're, we're getting to that point. And we talked about this the last couple episodes. There's a downturn coming. I don't think it's going to be a cliff in the near future, but 2023 could be a significant drop in home value. Significant, when I I say that, I mean like 10 plus percent, which would feel like a lot with where we're going, with where we are right now. But there's a number of variables, we've we've talked about them. You know, if investors start taking some of this money off the table, they've bought up so many properties. If they think that we're at the peak and they sell 20% of their portfolio next year, that would drop prices. We get the 5% interest rate at any point, like we did in 2018. The market will stop on a dime. That will impact home prices. And it did in 2018. Look back for two months, it dropped about 10%, Nicole, the home values. And it bounced right back up. 2018 overall, I think, finished around 3% home price appreciation. But in that period where we hit 5% 30-year fixed mortgage rate, the market dropped during those two months on right. home values. And so we get a sustained you know, high interest rate for a long period of time. Now, Gary, in this article, in this Inman article, says we're going to bounce around, which I believe to be true too. We're you know, sitting at four, a little bit over four right now. I think we, we see some periods this year where it's three, seven, five. And I think we see some periods where it's over four and and that'll impact how many buyers are coming in and out of the market. But yeah, I think there's a lot of things that are lining up to, you know, agree with Gary that we are starting to blow a bubble right now. And when this whole thing does finally stop and we have a true downturn in residential real estate, there will be a lot of folks referring to what's happening in 2022 specifically as the start of a bubble. Hmm. Mark it down in your journal. Mark it down as another one of my speculations. There it is. Mark it down. (laughs) Put it in the journal. Another uh, Byron speculation, but but you're saying we'll never have a bubble. We'll just have a downturn. I I do. I think that I think I mean it's inevitable that we're going to have a down a downturn for sure. I think though where you know where we're going to you know as as agents where we're going to probably have the most difficult time which we did you know even again i guess i can only really speak for us cuz the market never really went back to where it was you know in the 040506 until right now you know for the last 10 years 15 years we've been telling because sellers always thought that they were they had lost money. Like if I had sold in 2005, oh, yeah. my house was, was worth my house is worth a million dollars. You're telling me, but like they never were selling it. They never were trying to sell it. They never put it on the market. It wasn't any money that they lost. So I think we'll certainly in the coming years continue to have to have those. You're you're putting your hand up. You want to? No, I'm just saying because to- I, I just before I forget to your point. A lot of people calculate their net worth in those particular years. If, if right. they had an extra $200,000 in equity that they didn't have before, boom, right. they're adding that to their net worth, yeah. even though it's it's not in the bank. People are doing that right now in 2022. Like, 
oh, my net worth went up, you know, a half a million dollars because I own two properties and they're, you know, they're both up $250,000 right. in the last couple of years. People are doing well, like that. You're not, but you're not selling, like you're not selling it. Yeah, it's um, not liquid. No, and again, but on the but on but in but in the same in the same breath though, I mean, you know, what what you might be losing there, obviously if you're buying something else, you're sort of gaining it over on that side. So I wouldn't call it a bubble. Um again, I, I don't I don't I don't chew the bubblicious. I like my trident, mm. but um but I do I definitely do see a down a downside headed you our way. You got me hooked soon. on the the trident with the, the blue the label. The blue. You gotta do the blue, the dark what blue label. The blue. Trident. Peppermint. Peppermint. I, um, is it yeah, peppermint? I just, I just grab the blue and I usually grab like four at a time because you can, I can't, you can't ever be without. You're a big gum chewer. I'm a huge gum chewer. So he, he covers a lot. Again, we'll link this up. It was a two and a half hour talk. If you were at the family reunion and you saw this live, please in the comments, let us know what please. you thought, mm -hmm. uh, how the delivery was, delivery was and what your big takeaways were. He talks about the housing bubble, which we just covered. Uh, talks about the inventory issues, which we'll get into a little bit here on the Wall Street Journal stuff. Uh, mortgage rates and inflation aren't trending up or are, I'm sorry, are trending are, up, but yes. don't freak out for now. Listen, I think inflation is something to freak out about if that keeps going up. He's obviously optimistic that at some point uh, inflation is going to stall. That keeps going up. That's a huge, huge issue. Huge issue. Uh, what agents can do about weak housing starts talks about that. I do like it, somewhere in here he talked about, listen, there's agents that had their best year ever last year, but there are also agents that have their best year ever down in a year. down market. Yeah. I mean, I got in in a down market. I was cleaning up in a down market. I like yeah. a down market. For I got in in a, a down market, agent. but it also made you like, and I, and again, I'm, I'm not like a huge, I hate the word scrappy, but you learned how to work. You learned. Well, you like, learn how to work now just differently. You know, yeah, you're, I you're, guess it's totally different. I don't know. I always do better in a down market. Um, well, in a down market, you're having the same conversation over and over again which is you're answering, why is my house not getting enough showings? Why don't I have enough interest? Where are the offers? Where in an up market, you're answering the same question over and over again, like, when are we going to win an offer? When is right. more inventory coming on the market? Or why do I just, only get four offers and not 10? Like it <laughs> seems like you're in this loop of the same yeah. questions over and over. And right now, listen, right now, people, agents that have never experienced a down market, they think that they want those questions, questions from sellers like, how can you get me more offers? Where are all the showings? They think that they want those questions right now, but when you're in that moment, you're not going to like that either. So the work is hard no matter what. It's back to the basics, which we've been talking about a lot for yeah. agents in 2022 that are gonna win. But yes, you're going to have to keep answering the same question over and over, whether you're in a down market or an up market. It's two totally different questions, but the same problem. It's your job to solve them. Right. Look at you. Yeah. Was that a Boom. clip? Clip that one out. I mean, isn't that isn't this whole thing a clip for you? It's There's just the podcast has turned into looping market. clips. Market. What's the number? We're at 1246, uh, Bobby. Yep. I don't Got know. But Bobby, did you naturally know that that was a clip right there? No, he's over there watching uh, YouTube or something. What the heck yes, you I knew. I knew that was a clip. Don't yes. worry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being on it. All right. 
Uh, Wall Street Journal article. I, I do apologize for people that are blocked I hate by when the you do. I'm blocked, Wall Street Journal paywall. So it's like you do it on purpose. Well, here's the thing. Here's a great thing. If you are blocked by Wall Street Journal, when there's something interesting to cover, we're going to cover it for you. You can just listen to this segment and there you go. Look at you, you don't you don't have to you know you have to pay. But we obviously we'll link it up. Article. But obviously it's not you know if you're not paying you're not going to yeah mm-hmm. want to click that link. All right, online real estate isn't worth the chance is what Wall Street Journal saying. What the heck does that mean? Okay. Even as the, uh, or here, here we go. You can make a lot of money on physical real estate right now. We're not talking about metaverse today. We're, yeah. we're talking nope. about the real we're deal. Skipping it. But recent results from major online real estate players show 2022 isn't the year to play Monopoly in the stock market. Uh, Bobby, we'll put up that chart of... Th- the S&P 500 index against Open Door Technologies, Zillow Group, Compass, and Redfin. Since April of 2021, the S&P 500 is up about 8%, while these four stocks, Open Door, Zillow, Compass, Redfin, are on average down 58%. Okay? So they're saying don't buy these four stocks in 2022, they being the Wall Street Journal, because mm-hmm. they don't believe they're going to have the rebound over the next 12 months. So there's better money, better places to put your money right now. The reasons they don't believe these four stocks are going to have the rebound, Nicole, is because there's no inventory to sell. All four of these companies in different ways are reliant on selling homes. Mm-hmm. Zillow, out of eye buying, reliant on selling leads to agents who sell homes or with their flex model where they get a referral fee at closing. Mm-hmm. Open door has to buy homes and then right. resell them on the market. True eye buyer model. Obviously, there's limited opportunities for all investors to buy homes. Right. Redfin has a little bit of a mix where they've, you know, they've got some like true brokerage, they've got the online technology. All four of these are, you know labeled online technologies. They just rip Compass in here too, by the way. This isn't me. This is the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. ripping Compass. Okay. So these this is Wall Street Journal's words. They may have stolen it from one of my past podcasts. Oh, they stole I'm it not, from you? They yeah. may have. Mm-hmm. I'm not it's, I'm not saying that they people, did. That's all people I, do is listen to you. Obviously Compass relies completely on, you know, gaining uh their income from uh from commissions, which by the way, Nicole, think about this. Zillow, they get 35% referral fees on flex. Right. There are no compass agents doing a lot of deals that have a 65% split. Like they're all like these teams, compass, they are a much higher split. You know, right. the, the splits within the team might be lower, but they're splitting out to somebody at much higher. So they have a l- much lower margin than Zillow. But um, yeah, so Wall Street Journal says, uh, Redfin hybrid broker that also dabbles in the eye buying. So a little bit of both there. Compass is an old school brokerage firm dressed up as a technology company. Wall Street Journal just undressed Compass with that statement right there. I've been saying that for a mm-hmm. long time. They do. I did. We did like their signs though. Oh, Remember they got this? hot signs. They got a hot brand too. Fly no, thing. Yeah. It was no so question funny. about it. It's very. I haven't seen those around fun. though. I mean, we have a few compasses coming around here. I haven't seen any of those nice lit up signs. I've been very out front about saying, and you can go back on past real words, whether you're listening on the pod or watching on YouTube, 
I've said, don't buy Open Door. Do not buy Compass stock. I said that when they IPO'd, and I am going to be right for a long time on that one. Don't buy Redfin. Said that about all three of those. Zillow's a buy. I still believe that. At, on its way down, I was buying. At the bottom, I was buying. I'm actually back up on my Zillow stock right now because I bought so much when it bottomed out. And then with the quarter four earnings report, it popped back up. Long-term, Zillow's a buy. That number that we talked about last week, Nicole, 63% of home buyers are using their app. They've got this dominant brand and the attention in the marketplace. And right now, over the next 12 months, I still believe it's a buy. These other three, I don't. So I disagree with Wall Street Journal on one of the four stocks being a buy in 2022. I think it would be Zillow. There are reasons for, Nicole, though, why these are not good buys in the stock market is really focused around the inventory issue that we face. Right. So uh, Redfin said Friday that active listings for the week ending February 13th were down 49% from the same period 2020. So if all four of these companies have less homes to sell, less leads to sell, or less referrals or commissions to collect... How are they going to make money this year? It's a great point. Do you? What do you think? Are these buys? Do you think that the inventory will come up for them? Uh, do you think they'll make money in other ways? What's your thoughts on these okay. four You're, companies? You, 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 you think I really am analyzing Redfin? I love that. Yeah. I love Have you been you analyzing probably... earning reports for Redfin, Nicole? I, I, don't, I don't analyze anyone's earning reports. Which one of the four is going to be the winner here in your opinion? Well, I, I, we're investors in Zillow. Me and my family, we we invested. Oh, you got so in. We got Good. in. Yeah, Whitey, Whitey pulled the trigger. He got All in. Right. He hopped in. Um, I think when it was when it was dropping, I think once they was that during the iBuyer. I feel like every minute we were looking at the numbers, and he was waiting to see how much lower it went before he pulled the trigger. Um, so I mean, obviously, my um, my family's future is dependent on Zillow at this. Your point. whole family's future is dependent the on Zillow. Higher family future is dependent I, on well, Zillow. <laughs> I would not put all my eggs in one basket. This is not a financial no uh, way. advice show. No, but, it is not a financial advice show. No, nope. um, don't do what Nicole did and and put the mortgage on Zillow stock. I'm not saying <laughs> not that. What we really did, but. Anyway, you did? yes. No. Okay. Are you kidding yeah. me? I, I th- like, like we're that. like total newbies over here. I mean, we're still the people that are keeping our money under our our uh, mattresses. So And they don't lock their doors, folks. So there we you go. We do not lock our doors. We need don't- some cash. That's about all that I got. I mean, that's the only thing of value in that house. All right. All right. So here, here's the big takeaway for me in this article moving on from the inventory. Yep. We talked about it on past shows, 1.6 million homes were started in 2021. So there is more inventory coming. Ivy Selman thinks it's enough. She thinks we'll actually have a, you know, an increase in inventory, which will create a glut of inventory in 2023. So you've got economists on both sides of this thing. Here's going back to our last segment with Gary Keller. Here's a stat that does seem very bubblicious to me, which anytime there's a bubble that bursts would create more inventory. Zillow reported last week that there are now 481 U.S. cities in which the typical home value is at least $1 million. That is up from fewer than 300 at the beginning of 2019. Is that sustainable? A million dollars. A million dollars. 481 cities. Now, I don't know what the typical home value means. Is that the median uh, you know, I, they didn't, 
they if it was the median, they should just said median home. home they price. did not but say that though. They said the typical. So this is Zillow getting a little cute with the definition there. But if that's, let's just take that on face value. And they're if saying the typical, at least though, they're not even saying it's at a million. They're saying it's at at least a million. At at least a million, 481 yes. cities. Is that sustainable or is it due to just like our dollars worth far less than it used to be, which also is true, are, are both true where it can be not sustainable and our dollars worth less? Where are you at on that? Ah, I mean, there's no way that that's sustainable. How does yeah, how I do agree. you ma- how do you maintain that? I mean, that's insanity. I mean, and again, I it it's no it there's no way that that can, especially with that big of a of a rise. But again, I mean, there's so many contributing factors over the last three years. I mean, this is not a normal typical market. I mean, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, there's still- In the middle? I would say we're at the very end. But I don't know. I still- I know that's debatable I, and people can crush me super, in the comments for that. Super, but. Well, like, we, we won't even necessarily, I guess, go there. I, I guess I'm being a, a little loose on my words. Maybe I shouldn't say in the middle, but we are in a pandemic. Um, but no, I mean, there's no way that that's sustainable. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's- I don't think the pandemic has anything to do with it. Um, well, it certainly has contributing factors. I it's mean, you're contributed about over the last two years. Supply but... chains and, you know, things yeah, are still... I like agree with that. Yeah. I mean, there's still so many delays in everything where it's inevitably, but it's again, it's supply and demand. Take the pandemic out. Is that sustainable going forward? My answer of would be no. Not. Of course so. not. And I don't necessarily mean that, that that is that... Well, I do. I mean, it's... If, the, if, if there wasn't a pandemic and this was happening, obviously, it's not sustainable. I just... We're in such this interesting world right now that um, well, it's no, interesting. It's yeah, interesting is a good way to put it. All right, uh, yeah. moving on from that. Love to know from you that number in particular, four hundred and eighty-one cities where the typical home is now a va- uh, million dollars at least at in least. home value, where we were less than three hundred at the beginning of twenty nineteen. Is that sustainable, or is that due to just us printing? so much money and those are the new costs of of these homes. All right. Marketeer of the week, my favorite now cartoon episode of all time. I've never ever enjoyed 30 seconds of any South Park clip that I've ever seen, but this show had But me, you actually enjoyed the whole 22 minutes. I enjoyed episode. the whole 22 minutes. It had yep. me captivated. I was sitting at the edge of my seat. I watched it online. We'll link up the southpark.com, which I didn't realize that South Park was an MTV production. That made me smile before the show even started. That make you smile, Nicole, seeing MTV? Um, not really. Oh, it was like a blast of the past. I didn't know South Park was MTV. I didn't even know MTV was still producing oh, Lord. content at this level. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I was going, th- you had to go through the commercials online. I think you can watch this on HBO Max, uh, if I'm not mistaken, without the commercials. The commercials are very annoying. I'm not going to, I'm not going to Which gonna I lie. have HBO Max. And for whatever reason, I decided to like sit there and watch through the commercials. Like I was like watching old school cable. Well, and the commercials though were so long. Like they're, just be prepared. You're hanging yeah. out for at least a half hour watching this. But South Park's the marketeer of the week. They literally could co- uh, create this South Park realtors company that they had branded yes. in there. And by the way, how hilarious was it that they used the logo that, oh, that 90% everyone uses <laughs> of teams and brokerages use with the half roof the, over the yes, logo. And then the side. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so this was just goddamn hilarious. What was 
your favorite funny moment in the oh, South man, I Park wish, realtor I, again, episode? There were so many different parts. I mean, at the very beginning where his mom actually got her license and then he goes, um, you know, he's talking about how stupid his mom is and how she could be a realtor. He could be a realtor. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like it's like legal theft. I think he called it. Yes. Yeah, that well, was that was a heck of a way to to to, to certainly start the first the what, first what? segment. If my mom can be a real estate agent, then literally anyone in the world can. We've got all these people moving from the cities into our town. I can probably be a millionaire in just a few days' time. Wowie! Now, whatever you do, don't tell anybody. If anyone else finds out about this, they'll all want to be real estate agents, too. You've always been great at taking pictures, Butters. I won't forget this when I'm rich. Gosh, thanks, Eric! What I thought was so funny about that segment in particular was she just got her job as an agent, you know, like, 12 minutes before she walks yeah. into the house, she tells him she got this new job. And of course she's wearing the R pin. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was just so funny. The pin, like South Park nailed so many things that are just hilarious about this industry. Like this yeah. is the only industry where, where people walk around. Well, and, and obviously playing on the fact that like she was a stay at home mom catering to her child up until this point, And now she's becoming a real estate agent, but don't worry. It's only going to be a couple days a week that I'm not here. I mean, there was a huge play on, on the, you know, like sort of the, the typical realtor, you know, model there. And again, obviously that was just, that was just the beginning. That was just the, like, that's just how it got started. If you wear the R pin, in the comments on YouTube, please tell me why. No, take a pin. selfie and give us the photo of you wearing yeah, your R pin. Tag us on Instagram with the R pin if, if you are rocking it. <laughs> Love to know why though as well. So w- one of the other classic things that is is unique to the real estate industry like no other industry. This is very unique to real estate agents before any other industry. And that is that they believe so much. And their headshots? In their photograph. Yes. Their personal headshot being the reason that they get business. It came up at least a dozen times in the well, show. Well, they yes, they they took photos. They were taking, they were retaking photos. They were losing business to Cartman's new new company, so they were taking more headshots. It was every it, time yeah. they needed to get an edge on the competition. The old it, school broker photo. was like, "Let's get a new photo." New photo. I mean, literally, they said, "We'll get new photos and get people to like you." This, folks, is the perception of consumers about real estate agents that that's the value agents have is a headshot on a web page or yep. on the piece of mail or on a or billboard on the billboard, or you on saw the, the billboards through the whole or, town or people like literally will post things on instagram with their headshot yes. in their corner even though their profile has the headshot has a photo. yeah is a, is a photo yeah people believe so much in this and the problem is historically, just typical brokers, that's the only value they've given is, hey, we're going to give put your headshot on the website. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give you a business card. Do you want your headshot on it or not, by the you way? You want your headshot on your business and, card. Yeah. And so that's become this thing where people are like, oh, these agents, all they care about is their headshot. And it's not the reason you're getting business, by the way. Uh, but that was hilarious because that is a belief that agents have and that consumers have about agents because they put that persona on 
and they've done it for years. But to me, Nicole, the funniest part, and the the name of the show is City People. Yeah. The funniest part of the show mm-hmm. was how city buyers acted. They also did a good job of pointing mm-hmm. out annoying buyer uh, tendencies. Yeah. And that was these city buyers. Like just they it was like they were like little chickens running around. And the that's all co- they kept saying. Bottled water. Bottled water. <laughs> Bottled water. Um yeah. LaCroix. 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 Yeah. LaCroix. Wi Fi. Wi Fi. MacBook. Wi-Fi. Tesla. Yeah. Tesla. It was, it was hilarious. That yeah, was that was, was my favorite part was how they portrayed city buyers. Like it, it, it was so funny. I mean, they even used New York City plates coming over. They the hill definitely used New York City Park. plates. Yes, yeah. It, yeah. it was so funny. I thought it was very well done. Uh, if you're an agent, you'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, and you know, it they, also they even the, even the music though that they were using for the tours of the oh, homes so was like spot on. I loved how they then they were highlighting like chairs, like dining room chairs in the they video, and, like the toilet toilets. That, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which you would never do, obviously. <laughs> Uh, Sotheby's whole, you know, thing for years has always been never show a bathroom photo with a toilet because nobody wants to look at a toilet. So. Well, at least put the toilet seat down if you're going to be showing a toilet, please. Yeah, yeah. If you can't get it out of out of the photo, it's got to be it's got to be down. Yeah. So hilarious. If you saw this episode and you weren't an agent, it kind of like validates some of the the bad thoughts you might have had about right. agents. Yep. Uh, but if you're an agent, you'll get a kick out of it. It shows you what could Or if you're married to a real estate agent, I think you'll oh, get a kick sure. out of it. My husband Definitely. loved it. Yeah. Oh, did he watch it? Oh, yeah. He watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was good. It mm-hmm. shows you, too, what people think. What does culture think about you as an agent? And you want to make sure that you avoid those cultural boxes that NAR and your broker have put you in for years. You want to break out of those and really focus in on creating a dominant brand that is authentic and that adds value to people's lives, makes you a human. Because uh, all these things that they talked about on this South Park episode make you the typical washed up joke of a realtor. Wow. Clip a it joke. out, Bobby. Clip yeah. it out. Clip it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're at 3105. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm on it. Don't Ooh, worry, Bobby. It's a long episode. All right, folks. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Love to know in the comments what your thought is on are we blowing a bubble or or are we in a full-fledged bubble? Uh, if you watch the South Park article uh, or watch the South Park episode. show. Yeah, mm-hmm. episode. Love love to hear from you there too. Yeah, love it. And uh, that's it, Nicole. We're going to be doing next week's show together. We're, so we're we together. Won't, yeah, we'll together. Oh, that makes my heart happy. All I can right. take these things out of my ears. You've got a smaller head. And now everybody can see. If you're on YouTube, you can see – Nicole's hairdo and her earrings in full, full fledged mode. She she doesn't have the now it's not so on. much face. Yeah, yeah. yep. All but right. I do. I mean, I did get my Botox on though, so I feel like we're we're back. We're back. Oh wow! Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I could tell. We're back. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't tell actually. All right, <laughs> that's a wrap. Keep it real, guys. See ya. <laughs>